Hey everybody, I'm Zach with Medicine Journeys, and I'm sitting here with uh, Dr. John Sheely. Hi, hi, John. Hey, hey, Zach, how you doing? <laughs> good, Appreciate good. the opportunity to be here with you. Yeah, thank you for your time. Um, so, as many of you know, I, I have done a couple of videos on sex, money, and power. Um, two videos. And um, Dr. John Sheely saw both of them and then reached out to me via email saying, hey, Zach, what do you think about getting together to do a podcast so that we can kind of address these issues uh, in a more conversational format? And um, also he has some ideas um, and, and maybe some um, concerns yeah, as to how I address, <laughs> address things in, the, uh, in those last two videos. Uh -huh. So with, with that said, um, mm -hmm. I'm going to yeah, hand it over to you. What, what yeah. are your initial thoughts? Well, again, I, I appreciate this opportunity because in watching your video, what, what it, one thing it did for me is it brought up situations that, that I'm dealing with here both locally and also with some of my clients that have, you know, have uh, psychedelic experiences in, or in Oregon or wherever they have them. Mm -hmm. uh, sometimes I, I appreciate I might get a distorted view of, uh, of a healer's work because oftentimes I, I will get the fallout. I'll get some of the thing folks that didn't do well, mm -hmm. but, but, I, but to just to see that there's uh, what, in watching your videos, what it, one thing it brought up for me is also looking at my own current situation and past situation and seeing how the sense of power and control and sexuality and all of this has, has been kind of woven through my career and being able uh -huh. to, to roll back 30 or so years and say, oh, wow, I, I saw things very differently back then than I do now. Hmm. And, and the idea of integrity being an organic process. Mm -hmm. which is, you know, because some of us think, are you an in integrity? It's sort of like saying, do you know who you are? I mean, right. the answer to that is I'm doing the best I can. Right. right. And that's where we are with integrity. It's what are you doing? I'm doing the best I can. Yeah. And, yep. and, and what I, when I look back at myself, look back at situations that I was, I was in like conflicts with uh, major professors, uh, conflicts within marriage situations, divorces, all these sorts of things. I'm saying, wow, there was, there was such a, a loading and an emotional pull in one way or the other there. Mm -hmm. I would do that. I would, I would handle myself very differently today than I did then. But again, I didn't consider myself out of integrity then. Right. Like I would today. Uh -huh. So this, this sort of organic process of, of, of part of it too is healing. The healing of attachment issues, which is that's the framework I use all the time, and, I, and I, it seems to work well for me in seeing my family of origin and my experiences and the neglect and whatever else that happened and how that spun out to my trying to uh, feel good about myself, for example, feel confident, uh -huh. feel like I'm in power and in control, all these, I have money, all these things that you're talking about. And I look back that back at that and said, "Wow, that's mm -hmm. I, I really hadn't thought about it that way. Mm -hmm. I hadn't thought about these things being organic and also being 
uh, more like it's more like a developmental process that we, we move through. Yeah, I, I agree. And I also wonder, is there an ultimate level of truth or integrity that, you know what I'm saying? If we go too far onto the organic, I'm still growing, then we can do anything in the fuck and whatever the fuck we want. Right. Versus if where's the baseline, like for, for example, um, just th- those videos that I did when I did them, I, I felt good about them. Um, and then subsequently people have pointed out, you know, you're might be a little out of integrity over there when you, when you weren't completely talking about, or I wasn't completely talking about myself, but I also was also pushing stuff out onto projecting onto others. And so I see where you're coming from because with that feedback, which included from you, I'm able to go, Oh, I was, I, I was out of integrity. I didn't know Uh it. And I'm, I can take this, I can take this opportunity now go, Oh shit. Out of integrity. The only way I can get back into integrity is to own it, look at it and go, Oh shit, I made a mistake. Now going forward, I can, I can get back onto this integrity train. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. But all that said, if there's a certain level of integrity that we, how did, you know what I'm saying? There, there, there's got to be that, a, a starting point. That, that's a great question. I don't know what the answer to that is. <laughs> but but, but I, li- I liked what you said about, well, but see, I would change the language a little bit when you uh-huh. said, I, I made a mistake. I mean, this is, sort of, this is sort of classic. This is what you expect a psychotherapist to say, right? My union requires that I say this to you. <laughs> but because what, what, what another way to see it is there's a learning opportunity there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so, so, I mean, I think life is full of learning opportunities. And so you take that and you say, well, that was where I was. And I can see where I was slipping up. When I look back, I can see it. And so mm-hmm. now I'm not going to beat myself up. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use my my strength and capacity to make sure I'm better than I was. Right. Right. I think, I think it's a real problem to say, I'm going to be perfect. No, you absolutely. And and so I I don't, I don't know what perfect is. And I, my sense of it is, is as life unfolds, we get challenges and there are different challenges for different people. Right. So, and so it's like, what's, what's in integrity for, uh, for me in my current life situation yeah. It, it it may look very different in five or ten years. Yeah, because yeah. I, I haven't had the learning opportunities I expect to have in five or ten years. And this is what, what you're bringing up here <laughs> brings me to a very what I th- find very fascinating is is exactly what you're saying is that everybody has their own sense of integrity for themselves and what they're willing to put up with other people. Um, I'm aware of. A couple of people who's and this is this is um, it has nothing to do with me. <laughs> these are stories I've heard. <laughs> okay, <laughs> uh, um, but these people have worked with people mm-hmm. who they know for a fact were highly abusive sexually, yeah. highly uh, just shocking, and yet yeah. they still are willing to go and work with them. Yeah, and for me, that's just like, oh my god, how can one? Okay. That yeah. that lack of integrity will leak into the space, particularly as it relates to ayahuasca. Two, yeah. you're supporting someone who hasn't cleaned their shit up. 
You yeah. know what I mean? By going oh, yeah. back. And, and, but at, at this, and then there's someone else who, once they get any whiff of anything, they're like, oh my God, I'm out of here. Um, yeah. So it's, it's fascinating to me the, the, the broad range of mm-hmm. what's acceptable for each individual, you know? What I do with that is, again, I, I go back to my attachment issue model and I'll say, well, what we're looking at is we're looking at people who are, you know, the sense of safety, sense of attunement, sense of being received with the world with joy, some help in understanding and processing my emotions. Someone has my back. If, if folks are desperate to feel safe, mm-hmm. then they might bond themselves to someone who is violent and aggressive and abusive to others. Mm-hmm. but this part of themselves, their little, their little boy, their little girl feels safe with them. Mm. Hopefully, hopefully, as they move through opportunities to grow and healing experiences and have a good ayahuasca experience and they're open up and they, they can see they can reparent themselves, then they, they will come away shocked, basically, by saying, how could I have done that? Where was I? Uh-huh. But these things are very powerful and they're operating below our level of, of conscious awareness. A lot of people in a lot of situations, they're in a Zen situation, one of the first uh, Zen was, the first uh, uh, monastery situation I ever had. I mean, th- this man was horrifically abusive. And I don't think he ever apologized for the sexual violations he had with dozens of women. Hmm. And he just kind of like, some of this is cultural because he, was, he wasn't from America. And right. so he kind of, so in his mind, he says, what are you talking about? I sleep with my female students, said everybody. Well, no, but a, a lot of those, a lot of those female students, you see, working on their unhealed, unrecognized, unconscious attachment issues, those were being satisfied by this powerful person having sexual interest in them. Mm-hmm. That's how twisted it can be. Uh-huh. It's not like, oh my God, he's raping it. No, that's not it. Yeah. They're, what they're needing in these attachment issues is being addressed in a twisted way. And then once they get healed at some point, they can step back and they can say, holy smokes, that, I, that person abused me. I didn't know I was being abused. Mm-hmm. So, it, so it can be, it can be the, out, the person who's not working at these levels. When you, you're, you're looking at another person from a different, lens you can say this is a very shady person but this person you know obviously doesn't doesn't have a level of integrity mm-hmm. that that i can honor it's like holy that that's ridiculous but everybody's not going to see that again because everybody's at, at i mean one model we could use is we're at different levels of integrity based on on our attachment issues uh uh-huh. Okay. Is it okay that I have a bazooka and two fifty caliber assault weapons and I carry a gun everywhere I go and I'll shoot somebody if they mess with my car? Well, not really. You, you know, maybe one day you'll wake up. But the safety thing, man, there it is. Right. So, okay. so uh, and, and sense of attunement. And so much of this stuff. See, the thing about sex is that it, it, t- it can tap into so many of these attachment issues. So, yeah. and, and again, when, when folks are are in a, a well-managed, uh, with good medicine, ayahuasca experience, psychedel- uh, psilocybin experience, um, they, they are going to be open and vulnerable in order, in order to heal, in order to allow Mother Ayahuasca to come in and help them heal and transform. Right. So they're open, wide open. Uh, 
Mm-hmm. So when somebody comes in and they, they see that person basically projecting a thing that says, do you see me as, as sexual and attractive in some way? Mm-hmm. And, and if, the, if they're not on, if the, if the healer or the teacher and the person, the person who's holding the space, that, that's really the best way to think of it holding the space and keeping everyone safe in it. And if there, if their energy is coming in either from someone within the, the circle or someone outside, if, if, if they're on the ball, they'll be able to see that and say, Oh, that person is reaching out for something mm-hmm. that, that, that they don't really want that, that they're, they're, they're like, they, they've been, they're opened up and vulnerable now. And instead of having the space, safe space to heal, they, they're reaching out for basically a, re-traumatization is what it is mm. so it, it's just complicated stuff we're talking about it's not yeah. like well you know the the teacher or the person who maintained the space has to uh, uh see a, see this person in a distorted way they just they just have to see them in a in an unwise way see them in a way that their ego is mm-hmm. triggered is triggered by it. their own attachment issues are saying oh this feels great that this person's attracted to me Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. they write off now, now integrity again. See, from that perspective, they say, well, what looks, looks like this person wants my attention. What right. could be wrong with this? Right. So you could, it, so it's a really tricky situation. And so how that totally clear, very tricky yeah. situation because we have all these attachment, <laughs> attachment issues. And if we're mm-hmm. a participant, we're opening up and expressing these attachment issues that are attracting things that we don't want. The facilitator has her own egoic things going on that then interacts with these attachment issues, either with their own attachment issues or perhaps just their big, like, Hey, I feel good because this person's into me. Um, Yeah. That's an attachment issue too. Yeah. Okay. It's it's coming from being received in the world with joy. I'm special. Look how special I am. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And and so, yeah. And so as it relates, we can talk about sex first, but I'd like to talk about power and and money and all this other stuff as well. I'm sure it's all related, right? Um, So let's talk about sex and relationships specifically. How can we mitigate it as, as facilitators Mm -hmm. and also as participants? Um, Mm -hmm. Because particularly on the participant side, because, that openness, that vulnerability is the key to, to receiving really solid healing during, uh, uh, particularly ayahuasca. I'm not as, as versed in, in the other psychedelics. I mean, I've experienced them of course, but Mm -hmm. yeah. So do you have ideas? I mean, I, I, you know, we've certainly tried to put in protocols, medicine journeys. We can talk about those, but I'd love to hear what, Mm -hmm. what your, your thoughts are. Yeah. on how to mitigate that. Well, my most powerful experiences have been with ayahuasca for sure. Mm-hmm. But, but also, uh, I mentioned psilocybin because I work with a lot of psilocybin. In some ways, I think psilocybin can be safer for folks that mm-hmm. don't that aren't really ready to go into the deep end of ayahuasca. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, um, I think it's very difficult. One is, is to be able to be aware of what's going on. Mm-hmm. To be able to say, I'm going to go in, I'm going to become vulnerable. And ideally, they will, they will have an adequate capacity to read the energy of that person before any medicine's taken. Mm-hmm. They'll come in and say, eh, it's just something doesn't feel right here. 
And then that would be, I mean, if you've already flown, you know, halfway around the world or whatever else, it might be difficult to say you can d- take the medicine or not. Mm-hmm. But, mm-hmm. but that, that may be what you need to do. Mm-hmm. It, that's where personal recommendations, other people who've worked with the teacher, all these different things. And also, you know, just how, how is it? How do you feel when you're with this person? Mm-hmm. What, what, what's there? And that would, that would, uh, invite a careful attention to their language and their words and the way that their um, objectification of, of someone, male, female, either one, mm-hmm. all of that to say, okay, they're, they're taking something, uh, you know, I mean, I use a pretty extreme words here, but they're taking something that uh, it, I would say is considered by a lot of people as some of the holy exchange spiritual exchange when two people get together and trust each other enough and love each other enough to have a, a, a true bonding in a sexual way. Mm-hmm. And this person's seeing it more like an object, mm. more, more like a, 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 more like a, more like pornography. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It seems what I see in some of the, the folks I worry about, teachers I worry about is mm-hmm. that's not a secret. It's almost worn like a badge. And I look at that and say, holy smokes. Worn like, you mean like they're, they're bragging about their. Well, they can be, they, they can, they, it's just like they, they, uh, um, uh, and I'm, you know, I'm probably talking about somebody in, uh, somewhere else. Let's just say I'm talking about somebody else. Yeah. They, I mean, they, they sort of, <clears throat> sort, sort of wear that, uh, you know, Oregon or wherever they are, but they wear, they, they wear that sort of, um, like it's a healthy expression. Again, I'm, I'm use use some some words here. Healthy expression of the divine masculine uh-huh. to not to dominate feminine. So that so that so upside down, way off. So it's not they're they're not bringing a balance of their divine masculine and their own divine feminine, which might have we might think of as having more consideration for anybody as mm-hmm. a whole person, it's not about competition. It's more about communion. Mm-hmm. It's more about nurturing and support, not about mm-hmm. domination. Not strong words, domination, but mm-hmm. there, you know, there are differences in, in the way uh, males and females uh, relate to what we're talking about here. Mm-hmm. And, and to be able to, to pick that up uh, in some ways, that that's another thing that, why this is 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 becoming increasingly um, troublesome, I guess is the word. <clears throat> troublesome for me is the what we're getting from our culture and our media is is contributing to that. Is mm-hmm. I, I think because the objectification, the violence, all of this stuff is is just ev- seems to be everywhere. Mm-hmm. So so that that's going to set people up to. Uh, sort of be desensitized to it. So when they're in a room with someone and, and they, they feel this kind of energy, I, I think they get people becoming less sensitive to that, that hmm. being the person's uh, tendency to see them as an object, to, to, to engage them in, a, in some sexual play. Hmm. So it's not as obvious as it was, say, 30, 40, 50 years ago. Huh, okay. So, so we've got, it's like they're different, as I see it, they're different variables and different factors <clears throat> that are coming together that are making what we're talking about 
more difficult for participants to know what they're dealing with. Mm-hmm. Because they're desensitized. That's part saying. of it. Yeah. I think I think they're desensitized. That'd be one part of it. They also have um, attachment issues that go back to you know infancy and development, and those attachment issues have sexual, uh, I guess you could say sexual yeah. elements. Ramification, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, certainly sexual elements. But I mean, sex has such a powerful th- uh, presence in, mm-hmm. in, in so so many of of the attachment issues. Particularly, you know, you can look at, at why is why is middle school so difficult? Why is it so difficult when the hormones come in and everybody gets you know uh, sexually aroused at that that they just the thought of something? And so, yeah. what do you do with that? What do you do with that? What do you do with that? Mm-hmm. So, it's um, it's a difficult thing. Yeah. I, I don't. And and again, what what I lean more toward is to encourage folks to have some understanding of what they're engaging in understand this why they would be vulnerable why it's important to be vulnerable in order to heal mm-hmm. and understand that if you if you're not with somebody that can appreciate your vulnerability and appreciate that your eight-year-old may reach out for something but they're mm-hmm. not going to they're not going to feed the eight-year-old yeah yeah they, they're going to allow the space for the full functioning adults to heal to reparent themselves or whatever mm-hmm. i mean that's a you know one of my favorite concepts i guess this little yeah. eight-year-old is looking for something but it's not out there. It's right. in here. Right. Right. <clears throat> and ironically, that's where ayahuasca can be so helpful is, is, is that mm-hmm. it's in here, it's in here. Uh, re- recognition and realization. I guess I'm give, given my, my background, my, my experience, I'm way more, um, more, putting the responsibility less on the, the attendee, the guest, than on the facilitator. I feel like as a facilitator, it's something that we need to really, like you say, watch out for. And, and if it's some of my stories that I talked about, it does come up and it's just like, Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's, that's not happening now. We're, just going to do what we need to do and, and let's move on. Um, and I guess my question though is, I, and I'll, I'll tell you our protocol, uh, mm-hmm. medicine journeys and is mm-hmm. like, look, if someone, if there's attraction that happens between two people during a retreat, it, it's almost impossible to stop. Um, not to mm-hmm. say that it happens all the time, but if it's, mm-hmm. it's going to happen sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, you're talking about those participants now, participants, two, two participants. Per- oh, I'm talking about participants and I'm also talking about participants and facilitators. Okay. Yeah. And let, let's, it's just, it, our protocol is absolutely no expression of, of that during the retreat itself. And particularly for the facilitator, like no contact with said participant for at least 30 days. And then um, something that I've, I've never tried, but I think it's a good idea is once that 30 days is up and there's some, some conversation and every, every, everybody's on the same page and let's explore this further, I would, I'm 
this is something I want to do. <laughs> if, this, if, <laughs> okay. if, if I, if I meet someone in retreat, I'm, I'm you know, who knows? Uh, Cause I'm now single. Uh -huh. Um, uh -huh. So I get to do these thought experiments. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> That's right. No one's hurt. Yeah, no one's hurt. I get to do the thought That's experiments great. and see how, 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 so one, 30 days, no contact. Uh -huh. That gives plenty of time to <clears throat> clear the medicine. There's no, mm -hmm. there's no uh, influence there. Um, mm -hmm. And then when there's, when there's a conversation and everyone's like, yeah, let's, let's, let's explore this. I'm going to take two weeks with that person not 100%, however it works out, but where we're neither one of us are in the medicine space at all or any type of entheogen or, um, or, or intoxicant. That way, <clears throat> there isn't, again, a reamplification of what was felt during retreat. You see uh -huh. what I'm saying? Yeah. Because uh -huh. I, I'm saying this as a facilitator who has access to entheogens and ayahuasca all the time is so there can be a temptation to be like, Okay, we gave the thirty days. Yeah. Let's hang out for a couple of days. Oh, let's do ceremony, and then, yeah, exactly. and then we get back into this this space again. And that seems oh, yeah. like it could turn into a, a nice little bypass that we, wherein we wouldn't ever really get to see the other in this th full three D uh -huh. uh, experience. Mm -hmm. So that's my idea for you know if a facilitator or staff um, somehow becomes and there's attraction on both sides right this is assuming uh -huh. attraction on both sides and it's uh -huh. just yeah. basic basic no 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 tomfoolery during the the, the retreat yeah. no, no hanky panky during the retreat at all sure. no contact yeah. um and then subsequently similar with with if there are two participants in a retreat is like mm -hmm. all right don't express it during the retreat and then as you leave the recommend we can't control what people do, but recommend uh -huh. a 30, 30 day, no contact. Um, uh, uh -huh. because if it's a true attraction, then the 30 days is not, is going to be nothing in the, in the larger scheme of things. Uh -huh. Um, so I don't, I mean, that's the only thing I can think uh -huh. to, from a product, you know, making that, a overt protocol as uh -huh. part of, and letting people know that's what we do so that if there's any, any uh, divergence of that protocol that people know and say, "Hey, no, that you set forth this protocol, you better keep to it." Uh -huh. um, so I, I don't know what. Well, well, one, it sounds like you're, you know, you're certainly uh, working to set up some boundaries that would allow people to uh, be safer. Mm -hmm. I mean, one thing that came up is the notion of forbidden fruit mm. and also the notion back, you know, when I was uh, meditating more regularly than uh, certainly, uh, you know, for all of 20 years or so, the notion of a, a um, meditation romance, retreat romance or something, you're going to fall in love with somebody's ankles because that's all you see, you know, I can uh -huh, see yeah. oh, I love that one, blah, blah. So this, this sense of attraction it is it's, it's 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 easy to set up some of the physical boundaries like you do yeah it's difficult to see what those physical boundaries are going to what effect they will have because sure. the the person if they're attracted to someone else then they're off in their head can be off in their head and so what they're doing there then is now they're opening up they're, they're becoming vulnerable in the experience and then here comes the movies 
right and right. the tapes and all the rest and now it's like well now i mean i went in i had an experience with mother ayahuasca i come out now i'm even more attracted to this person i don't know their name yet we haven't actually met but I, you know i know we're going to be married blah 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 mm, it's mm. just like more and more so that would be another one of those things that say you know you need to be careful where you are in your mind because one thing like in the meditation experience um I remember some of the teachers saying, it's almost like we're desperate to escape. What are we escaping from? We're escaping from a place of stillness and silence and peace. I mean, think about it. Mm. It's so uncomfortable. And so we go off into this romantic fantasy, whatever it is. And again, it can be so powerful because there are no distractions. I'm not watching television. I'm not looking at social media. I'm not driving around, whatever. It's all right here in this little room for three days, five days, 10 days, 30 days, whatever it is, like, wow, so it's boiling along. So mm-hmm. if we don't know something about our vulnerabilities and how our subconscious is likely to deal with those vulnerabilities in ways that can be you know, maladaptive, I guess would be one word, mm-hmm. you know, pretty hurtful. I, I don't know. I mean, I don't know what we do other than put a, a warning like they have on I guess they still have on cigarette packs, you know, because they say, what are you going to do for my ayahuasca? Well, I, I, I mean, I have that warning when folks come in and say, I'm going to go have an experience. And I'm saying, you know, how's your spouse about that? And they say, they don't know what I'm saying. Holy smokes, man. You really don't want to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, you know, you need to need to understand that, that, you know, you might come back in a little different state here for a little while and she, he or she needs to understand this part of the process. You can't come Absolutely. say, yeah, what happened? Honey, nothing happened. Yeah, oh, great. That's great. But you <laughs> know, great. Something, <laughs> know something happened. Yeah. So, yeah. It's like, I said, where'd you go? I went to Las Vegas. I just gambled. Oh, I'm sure you did. You think your energy's changed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, and we're, we're, we're being very, I don't, you know, we're talking about very sensitive things that we might start to sound alarmist and I hope we're not scaring people too much because <laughs> I, I do want to kind of, kind of take things down a notch in the sense that sure. we're talking about a very serious issue and issues. And at the same time, we both support the use of ayahuasca uh, in, in, with solid facilitators and in, in, yeah. in a safe space and all this sort of thing. Right. Um, so we don't want to throw the baby out with the bathwater um, because, right. you know, the I would say the majority of the ayahuasca circles and practitioners and so forth are, at, when we're talking about these issues, are quite good. Would you okay. agree? I mean, or are maybe, I, I mean, I don't have the same view that you do either. And it's kind of unknown to a certain extent because there are yeah, studies and, out there and so forth. And I don't know. I mean, yeah. I, I'm, I'm just trying to count up how many shaman I've worked with. And I, I guess the number would be, uh, would be five, five or six. And then of course I've had experiences in Florida, uh-huh. no shaman, uh-huh. bad, bad idea. Yeah. But they're, they're pretty booming business. Wow. Down, okay. in, Mickey, down in Mickey world, I'd say. Right. Just think about it. And I'm sure a lot of people are getting some good benefit from that. It's just kind of spooky for me. But, yeah. Yeah. And, and I agree with what you're saying that the it's not like, um, I think my sense of it is, I would say the vast majority of people who have are experiencing ayahuasca 
are having a very positive healing experience from it. That's not what mm-hmm. we're talking about. We're talking about the, you know, like I said, 99, uh, 999 positive, one negative. It may, may be a little more than that, but there, there are some things that I think what we're talking about now are obvious problems for some, uh, whether it's uh, ayahuasca, psilocybin, whatever, some of the leaders and some of the holders of the space have obvious issues. Mm that don't seem to be recognized. Uh-huh. And then you see, I mean, there's so much, there's so much around these attachment issues and the, 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 in combination with the, the sense of development mm-hmm. and the seeking of a tribe. Mm-hmm. So you come into a, a, a circle and you have these types of rich experiences with folks and you say, I've got my tribe now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And maybe you do. I, I don't know. There's a strong, strong drive toward that. Yeah. And definitely. in that tribe mode, as we might look at some of our politics here in pretty close to us in that mm-hmm. tribe mode, reality of the, of the character of that person, quality of that person, all the rest starts. To fade. It's not being, yeah. not being picked up. Yeah. Yeah. And so that, again, that's, that's another, um, I don't know, source of concern, I guess, to say, okay, so, and get back again to say how it'd be very helpful to have some understanding of what you're looking for, what the vulnerabilities are, mm-hmm. and and try to and and get a teacher that has a good recommendation, get a teacher that has some a really ex- extensive experience. They've been doing this for a while, yeah, and they've had these experiences with with the ayahuasca, or psilocybin, whatever, and, and they've been healing through that process. Uh huh. Goes back again to the 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 Roshi, Zen Roshi, who's got. I mean, he would be considered, I think, by a lot of people, as someone who is awake. Mm-hmm. He is an awake person. Well, these behaviors over here doesn't seem like he's very awake on that right. channel. Right. Right. Yeah. So, and this gets is interesting. We're we're kind of delving. This is where power and sex come into play and they intertwine because that same person. My guess, mm-hmm. I'm just, I'm guessing sure. here. Yeah. Uh, well, more than guessing, I'm speculating. Uh, <laughs> educated. Is that that same uh-huh. person who hasn't addressed, if you want to use the attachment issue mm-hmm. model, that's going to manifest in several ways. And one of which is the sexual expression, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah. what, so I would think that some other ways that it might manifest is, the self-aggrandizement, which which we see a lot in ay- ayahuasca, this um, yeah. specialness in crowd, out crowd. Um, yeah. That's right. And I, I'm curious about red flags for you. I mean, I have some, but I'm afraid if I go down my list, it's not going to look good. <laughs> <laughs> well, it doesn't have to look good. I don't think it has well, to look good. Yeah. I, 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 I don't know. I mean, what I would say is, um, I mean, I've, I've had, I don't know, uh, I, I would say, um, uh, five or six, um, teachers, uh, meditation wise that I've, I've been close to mm-hmm. f- for a number of years, number of years, number of years. And, um, I also the work I do that there, there's some conditioning to be able to pick up something's not right here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
along along the integrity route, uh, along the the drive for power route, those things. Mm-hmm. So, um, and again, two, three, five years from now, I might be saying, I can't believe you remember that that talk we had back in December. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I had no clue about what was going on. But but that that it's kind of you see it like okay, so now what what's what's the deal here? Where, mm-hmm. Where's where's the power play? Mm-hmm. How how are they interacting with staff? I mean, like you know, folks when they were they were talking about dating somebody, a common question is, how do they treat wait staff? Mm-hmm. And they say lousy. I said that's a good little red flag for you. They're not likely yeah. to change that between day and tomorrow. And and to watch that, but see again, if we're looking for power and someone's kind of boastful and powerful and and uh, what appears to be abusive to other people, they say, "Well, it's a strong person." Well, not really. That's not a divine masculine you're seeing. That's a distorted masculine you're seeing, but you're resonating with it maybe because that's what you grew up with. Mm-hmm. Reminds you of dear old dad or Uncle Bob or something, and you know how to relate to that. Mm-hmm. That's that's one thing that makes it difficult too. Yeah, yeah. It, it it's again the the experiences, especially if someone is 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 tuned in and they feel called to the this this level of, of healing experience more than likely way more than likely this person is going to have a rich experience, but then the, you know, if we reduce it down to the cigarette pack warning, pay attention. Mm-hmm. What, what, what do you, what do you notice about this person? What do you hear from, from other folks? That's difficult too, because other folks can go in and come out with all kinds of projections onto that teacher. Yeah. yeah, I don't know if yeah. I don't know if I took us off into the ditch again. But. No, I, I, I'm just again. It's always helpful to to have some guardrails, like like I said, red flags to kind of to mm-hmm. to to look for. Um, one one I'll throw one out that drives me nuts, and I see it. <laughs> okay, I see it. I see it in uh, in the spiritual world a lot, and and correct me if I. I'd love to hear your feedback. It's like Good whenever sure. someone comes out with a bunch of flowery, flowery, goggly gook language yeah. that doesn't uh-huh. really say anything. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, <laughs> but it's like, Oh, you know, it just kind of oh, yeah. hits you. You're kind of oh, getting yeah. taken away on this little journey. But then at the end of the journey, if you really sit yeah. and contemplate, there's nothing there, nothing there. not nothing in the Buddhist sense, but nothing as in like, it's just complete. Um, right. That's a huge red flag for me. That, that tells me that that person isn't, they're just not saying anything versus uh-huh. take someone like Ajahn, Ajahn Chah, Jack Kornfeld, uh-huh. yes. um, these great teachers, when they uh-huh. speak, it's like, <laughs> right it's it's That's so right. clear wow. and it's and it's and there right. there, there isn't any airy fairiness to it right. um i can't think of a teacher that that spoke in an airy fairy manner that um i just can't think of a solid one there are people who and it's funny because those same teachers who don't use that language talk very deep, very esoterically. Uh-huh. They'll have these concepts that will be mind blowing, yeah. but they're not in this, this airy fairy language, if you know what I'm saying. Um, I, I, I think, I think it's a reflection of the person's lack of, of personal confidence and, 
being mm. personally grounded in what they're saying. Mm. So they say, and you know, Zach, how it is when this is this way. And I'm not trying to upset you. I don't want to upset you. I don't mm. like to upset anyone. Mm -hmm. But let me talk a little bit about this issue over here. Yeah, I, it just makes me want to throw up because it's sort of like, you know, <laughs> it, it, is, is there a real person here? Right. Can, can, can you speak to me? And like a human like, being. Like yeah. But, <laughs> yeah, but I mean, that's, yeah, that's it. I mean, you talk about, yeah, the powerful teachers and they, they and like, you know, Jack Cornfield, it's not like he, he's a, a talking like an angry person. It's mm. just clear and it's just kind of flows along. It's like, wow, we, man, and the power of the teachings. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I, that, that's, that's one of the beautiful uh, ways of sorting teachers out, what you're saying right there. Mm -hmm. But we have to be able to make sure we're be what's being taught, what's being uh, what we're resonating with in their in their teaching is a healthy aspect of ourselves. Right. Okay. okay. We, we, and, and some of that, some of that thinking uh, comes back to things like, do I feel brought alive by these teachings? Do I feel energized and encouraged by these teachings? Are the puzzle pieces starting to fit together in some way? Like, wow. Yeah, it makes sense. You may mm -hmm. not be able to articulate what you just understood, mm -hmm. but but you know there's an understanding there. There's a richness there. It's not a fluffy thing. It's not like I'm excited now. This is great. You know, let's go to the ball game. It's not. That's not it. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Okay. Mm -hmm. And and this is when I and when I let's let's go into the power component a little mm -hmm. bit because when I hear that kind of language it feels like they're the one speaking is kind of in this weird way, trying to through the language, get above, be superior, better than the mm -hmm. quote unquote student. Mm -hmm. um, is that what's going on? Is that, I mean, it's well, hard yeah. When, when you were saying that, uh, what I'm one way to see it is it's a manipulation. Mm -hmm. saying, I'm, I'm going to set the stage now. So mm -hmm. this is how we'll speak. So don't raise your voice to me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I, I will never raise my voice to you. Mm -hmm. And so these things are very important to me. It's bullshit. That's the clinical term for it. So, yeah, to, but it is. It, it, it's, it, it's an upside down power play, like passive aggressive. Mm -hmm. Not, not a, not a, uh, ac actual expression of divine masculine or divine feminine, which mm -hmm. comes across, doesn't come across that way. It's, it comes across like, like, like the teachers we're talking with. It may come across mm -hmm. like Pima Chodron. Pima Chodron. Female yeah. voice of that to say, she's not going to, she's not going to do that. That's going to yeah. be like, what are you talking about? Why would I do that? Yeah. And I've heard her get stern. I've heard her, bum, 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 bum. <laughs> you know, <laughs> she's not afraid. I, not that I don't, I don't, not, she, uh, I don't know that I've ever, I don't I haven't uh -huh. studied or listened to her enough to to uh -huh. hear her angry, but I could I've certainly uh -huh. got, heard her start to get yeah. stern about things. Yeah, and and that's another. I, there's that fine I, line between sternness and and browbeating, right? And that there's a different feeling between the two. There's a different feeling between the two. I'm finding out more and more as I get older in this dance here that I'd have with people. I think mm -hmm. people see me more like a grandfather now. And I, can, I don't know. I can why. say, I don't know either. I can say, <laughs> it's just, you know, I dye my hair so it looks great. So, yeah. <laughs> but, but, 
But I can I can say things to clients these days that 20 years ago I would say, man, you can't talk to people like that. But but they hear it because it's communicated from a place of love and concern. Mm-hmm. And, and not again, not to say it's all cleared up, but it's much I'm much clearer now than I was 20, 30 years ago. And, and so here's a delivery and here's an openness. And, and if we feel like the person, if we have respect for the person and they're speaking in a clear voice and they notice something about us and, and they hit us with that, it's like, wow, well, thank you. It's not yeah. like saying you lousy person. It's like saying, wow, look at, look at the power that you're holding back mm-hmm. with, with that tone of voice, for example. What's that about? Mm-hmm. Why, why are you making yourself small? And of course, there's all sorts of, I get, my language is getting more colorful and everything else. I should be, I don't know, but it seems to be working. Yeah. But it's like that. <clears throat> it's like that. This person's very direct and very intense. Some Zen masters can be like that. Mm-hmm. And some of them also have anger issues and power issues and control issues and sexual issues, all sorts of stuff. Mm-hmm. But, but but the point you made there, I think, is a very valid one. You, we receive it differently. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Receive it and be open to Pima children mm-hmm. saying, you know, get on your cushion. Right. Whatever it is right. she's saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> and so what, um, I'm, the, the sex subject is so easy to, <laughs> to, it's, 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 it's a thing that we can readily identify. The power <laughs> one is oh, a little, yeah. little power and then money is also a little more ambiguous for me. Mm-hmm. Um, the, on the, what are some abuses of power that you've seen in your your experiences outside, even outside of out of uh, ayahuasca? When is it a problem, and when is it like eh, they're just teaching? Because that can be a confusing thing. Is 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 some I've I've seen some people go through some awful experiences, and they'll walk out and go, oh well, that was just them teaching. You know, and I should just take that as a lesson rather than that was bullshit. Uh, it's it's a tough one. Yeah, well, one thing I learned about that in the in the you know, I'll just I just throw it in the meditation uh, pocket without getting more specific. Uh, when when there's a doshin, when there's a there's a um, direct person to person interaction it's just you and the zen master all sorts of stuff can happen there but they can also mm. be very gentle and very sweet and very kind never seen them like that in the circle mm. sometimes these interventions occur in the circle so that the one the, the one-to-one is going on but the person people witnessing it it's like holy smokes mm. talk about a violation of boundaries, talk about abusive tone of voice and language and all the rest. Mm-hmm. So it it looks like from outside viewing it that, that the person is is engaged in a very strong and hurtful power play. Mm-hmm. My sense of that these days, judgment slash discernment is it is hurtful for some people, mm. and it is a re-traumatization for some people. Mm-hmm. And that that's where the, the problem with the leader, the teacher taking on that sense of power and not having the capacity to handle it. Mm. 
that's not a that's not an uncommon thing in our culture to see. Mm-hmm. You know, whether it's a foot, a, a, you know, a, a coach hitting a referee or some something's happened somewhere. You say you you've kind of lost it now. You've gone overboard now. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and it's um the money thing's tied in that too. It's you know our, my wife and my experience in Peace Corps in in Southern Africa there for you know uh, two years three years for her. Um, very clear realization: we will never know what it's like to be poor. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I mean, I, you know, I could pull out my American Express card and buy the fucking village. So that means you have two thousand dollar credit now. Not much in the village. <laughs> <laughs> but to understand that say so that appreciate it that that's that's a gift of grace or whatever else but it's also american passport i can cart myself down the airport go home wherever these people can't even leave they can't even make it to the airport mm-hmm. and make sure that that doesn't come off as a, as a sense of power domination superiority all these things mm-hmm the mind can go all kinds of places with that. But we bring it back into the teaching situation with participants. The participants are opening up and vulnerable. We kind of likely, ideally, I would guess, to see them in a, in a more vulnerable state than you'd ever see them out in normal life. Mm-hmm. And so if you're not, if you don't understand that, if you don't understand, they are, they are more vulnerable now than before. So right. don't you, the fact that you're in control of the or think you are at least depending on the teacher on the space that you're holding, and this person can't even control. They're crying and screaming and kicking and throwing up and doing all kind of stuff. You appreciate that. That that's that's what you, you're you're using your power in a positive way mm-hmm. to hold the space for someone <clears throat> to have healing experiences. But if there's some unrealized drive over here drive of inferiority or whatever mm-hmm. and that can be a place that says you know um, I, I i enjoy being powerful and yeah. i'm powerful in contrast with you mm-hmm. It, mm-hmm. so and again i compare it to the even even the money side it's it would be the using that power to try to extract more money using that power to extract sex but in that power for power's sake it's hard for us other than feeling just gross in its presence. If we recognize it or just like, Oh, this person just so full of themselves. Oh, um, that's one, <laughs> that's one trauma. But, th- but what are some right. other negative aspects to that, that aren't as obvious as say the sex or the money side of things, just the power for power's sake. And just that person kind of reveling in, in the rock star situation yeah. that they're in, so to speak. What are yeah. what, what can can the impacts be on the on the participant side when they encounter that? Yeah. Well, I think I think it, I think it can be uh, <clears throat> well. If we go back into where do these attachment issues come from? Mm-hmm. So so this this person uh, grew up in a situation with someone who was full of themselves and exerted a lot of power and control and domination over them, they can feel comfortable in that space. Mm-hmm. This feels familiar. I know how to play that guy or that woman. Mm-hmm. One way I think about it is 
and I, I, I say this to, to a good number of my clients, how old do you feel right now when they're in a, in a space of vulnerability? And they, they'll come up with something like eight, mm-hmm. six. So what I appreciate, I mean, I appreciate this as a functioning adult. They could be 45 or 60 or whatever, 25, whatever they are. But in a place where the, the intention and the motivation and there's some capacity to open them up to a place of vulnerability deeper than they've maybe, maybe, maybe ever experienced. Mm-hmm. I'd say that, that that would be true for my, one of my, my second ayahuasca experience in Peru. I, I hadn't had this before that now I'm dealing with a child. So what I need to do is I need, I need, I can be powerful in the sense of controlling myself and remembering I'm dealing with a sensitive person here mm-hmm. and, and they are. And, and so that do they, the question for the participant is in your own actions, interactions, do you feel cared for? Mm-hmm. Do you feel safe? Do you feel nurtured or do you feel played in some way? Hmm. Some of the things I've seen in, in the, let's just say the wider experiences I've had in different situations in, in, in that space where people are, are more vulnerable than they certainly more than they normally are. Mm-hmm. And then their word games being uh, mm. played. So the person's not in a, they're not in their 45, 35 year old mindset. They're eight years old. And one of my teachers said, he, he tried to joke one time. He said, you know, the only time the uh, Buddha gave a guarantee was when he sold a used car and everybody kind of like, <laughs> Did Buddha have a used car? It's like, <laughs> he, he, he realized, you know, he's not because he's he's holding space. He's not where they are, but we need to appreciate where they are, and and that would be some of that. So you just just allow yourself to kind of roll back, and now you're six or eight years old. What are you looking for? What do you need now? Is that coming to you? Mm-hmm. And watch watch the way that person interacts with the other person, because oftentimes you can look at that person's acting like an abusive parent. That mm. woman's being this way, the man's being that way. It's like, wow, and look at look at what look at how that notice how the posture of that participant is sort of shifting and going inward like this. Mm. Like not not in a healthy way like we're talking about to heal. <laughs> They're going in to protect themselves. And that person who's doing that to them. Well, that's a strong statement. Isn't it? Yeah, that is <laughs> the person that's facilitating that movement in that other person uh-huh. is um seems to be either not noticing it or if they're enjoying it that's they're enjoying their power mm. and then they turn to someone else and say come on you want to mess with me how about you anybody want to mess with me mm. i don't think so like, wow what is this about mm-hmm. i think the power part and the money part and the sex part and the integrity part all these things you're talking about they're all sort of this way mm-hmm. Yeah, all intertwined. One way or the other, yeah. 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 And and there's something about um, the what I point to often is the healing that can occur in these uh, deep uh, psychedelic experiences can allow us to move more into a state of witness, state of consciousness. So we're watching the show and we can say, wow, isn't that something? Isn't that something? Just notice how you feel right now as you're, as you're, buying something or going getting in your car or whatever it is or buying a mm-hmm. plane ticket or whatever and it's just like wow look at that you feel like the sense of power control is there that would be that would be training and healing for the teacher mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. as well as a participant at some point. But yeah. what we're talking about now is how do we how do we make that power more like a Joseph Goldstein, you know, uh, set, uh, sense of clarity and the, the power to help people. Yeah. Well, along I think along those lines, uh, a good friend of mine and many people watching this might recognize the name Paul. You know Paul. Do you know Paul from Denver or from I don't, Fort Collins? Anyway. Fort Collins. I don't, I, I don't think so. Okay. Oh, he, you met him at the Fort I Conference. I met him at the, yes. That's yes. Right. That's right. I remember that. Yeah. Yes, yeah. I did. Yes. So, so he brought up a really good point. He said, you know, a big benefit for, um, or benefit of ayahuasca is this ego disillusion, right? This, this, this experience of just completely dissolving essentially. And, um, how that can happen on a fair, regular basis. And in order for that to happen, we need to be in a space of trust and vulnerability and just surrender. Yeah. Well, guess, guess what? The ayahuasca facilitator, the maestro, they can't, we can't do, we, we don't have, we, we gotta be watching. We're watching for every da, 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 da. And so, Absolutely. Absolutely. so what, what, um, Paul brought up, he says, because there isn't that time for that dissolution, the opposite can happen. And that is self, the ego gets Uh amplified. Yes. And unless that, that facilitator, maestro, what have you, takes the time through receiving as a participant ayahuasca or doing some other type of practice on a regular basis to dissolve, to give up the, to to have that ego death, quote unquote, ego death. Yeah. Yeah. There's no counteracting. And so there can be a danger. Oh yeah. Of that self aggrandizement. If they don't take time to integrate themselves, if they don't take time to be the participant, be the student, some Uh form or other, uh-huh. Through practice, studying under mm-hmm. teachers, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I'm curious mm-hmm. on your your thoughts there. Oh, that, 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 yeah, that makes perfect sense. And and like you say, if it, if it if it doesn't, if it, but also just the power of being in in the medicine in that role mm-hmm. repeatedly without mm-hmm. without coming without having the ego des- dissolution of the ego death, being able to to witness, move into witness, and say, "Wow, man, there's a." a uh, urge arising to identify with this power that I'm allowing to move through me. Mm-hmm. I I am the power. Mm-hmm. And versus, absolutely, absolutely. I, th- I think that's such a common situation, though, in in so many ways, for so many of the people that. Um, I'm just thinking about what I'm about to say. It's almost like godlike status mm-hmm. that that sports figures have that actors have and some other folks have it's like holy smokes how do you how do you have that type of of uh reception in the roles you're playing but still live a, a good uh integrated uh wholesome life without without some practice that that, that takes yep. you down to the place of and folks will talk about that like everything was fine until you know, if something happened, somebody died or child got sick or whatever. And if say, and there was a lot of humility in that, mm-hmm. I could feel myself as saying, wow, I'm not powerful at all. I can't make this change. I can't make this go away. Yeah. Because other, yeah. otherwise I, I, 
I mean, that's another one of those things that has to be, in my view, it has to be an intentional practice. And, and see, if, if that practice as a, as a maestro is, is answering these attachment issue needs, not in a healthy way, mm-hmm. then it's sort of like, wow, you're asking me to give up things that are working for me? So, mm-hmm. well, you need to notice mm-hmm. they're not working for you. That'd be one thing. But I feel powerful now. It's just like, yeah. well, okay. Uh, uh, uh. See how, how long that power lasts if you if you continue <laughs> that behavior, right? I mean, that's the right. I mean, that's, we, that's my my guess but, is but, that. But we could but we could also see how how many people are harmed by that. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm getting more and more in line with the, the reduction of harm side of the fence for some reason. I just kind of like, man, we got this just. Um, well, and how would, again, it goes back to how does that happen? Because as you said before, you, you mentioned you know, like drinking ayahuasca without a maestro is dangerous. You did that oh, down yeah. in Florida. And I would say that get delves into the money side of things, right? Because the, oh, whoever's doing yeah. that in Florida is just doing it. They're putting cramming in 100, 200 people 100, a night. 100 people, they could do, they, could, they can do 90 some of it. And that's yeah. right. That's right. Exactly. Yeah. It's a. Uh, and again, I, I, I'm, I'm confident there are folks that are getting some uh, good things out of that. But um, one night I took very little medicine because I wanted to just be the observer. I want to be the sober guy at the party. And I saw some things that said, man, those th- that just should not be happening. Yeah. yeah. Uh, just, you know, anyway, yeah. um, not to beat anybody up, but it's, it's what I would say about that situation uh, particularly is that that let's go have a tribe now i have mm. a tribe here's my mm. tribe okay great big tribe and um there, there's so there's so much there there's so much to the the personal work and the personal healing of the maestro of the of the teacher of the person holding the space yeah i i, I don't i don't I, I i can't imagine a an accelerated pathway to that place no, yeah and it's interesting you bring that up i mean the the training is so intense just to get to a relative baseline right so mm-hmm. m- my training in the jungle was four and a half years straight doing nothing else and yeah. literally just ceremony 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 dieta 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 for four and a half years uh-huh. And then coming out the end, I got this baseline okay from my teacher. Uh-huh. And I look at my teacher, I'm like, yeah, there's some things in your life that I don't want to emulate, right? There's some, right, right. You know, and that's a lot of it's cultural. Uh-huh. Um, and then look at myself. Let's see, I left in 2014 and now it's almost 2024. So 10 years later, Right. And I look back to myself then, it's like what you're saying about, <laughs> I look at my history and I'm like, <laughs> I was a dumbass. I shouldn't have been running ceremony at all. I mean, not that I, I think well, I did yeah, sure, okay, sure. but on a relative basis, it's like, it's, yeah. it's shocking and it's uh-huh, never, right. never done. Right. I, I, the, uh-huh. the healing that. I don't know. I don't know when the the wounded healer becomes healed healer. I don't, doing the uh, best I fucking can. Uh, <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. I, I I I don't know that it ever happens. But the that see that we talk about how how do we 
how, how does a participant um, identify a trustworthy teacher? And part mm. of that is, are they working on their own stuff? Mm-hmm. And and uh, are they owning their own stuff? Are they mm-hmm. able to come back and say, "Wow, man, I'm sorry, I was off base there with that one," or or whatever it is? But and you can also um, one thing I I saw with the, the particularly meditation folks is it's, it's like they 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 seem to have grown to a certain place, and that's sort of it. Now they're there, mm-hmm. and over four or five years, you say, "So how are you different? What, what are you working on now?" Oh, the same thing. Same thing, but you're not you're not addressing some of the issues that are are obvious to folks that hang out with you like me. But, mm-hmm. but you're not addressing that. You're you're depending on a on like one one of uh, maybe be a, a a large number of lines of development and lines of purification. Mm-hmm. But you've got one down pretty good, and that's what you're running with. There's real real danger with that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's, this, that's one of the things I see with you when you t- when recently you got into the, the working with the energy part in a different way. The Vielda work, yeah. Yeah, yeah different change, Life-changing, right. absolutely. And that was part of the reason I got into it was mm-hmm. I had all these years of plant medicine, all these years of working with, with you, th- therapy. He did a mm-hmm. shitty job, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> no, totally joking. See, totally joking. I, 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 knew, I knew you'd see it, right? <laughs> your, your facade is now totally oh, taken no. out. Uh, anyway, yeah. no, total joke. But yeah, so plant okay, medicine, sure. uh, mm-hmm. therapy, and also regular spiritual practice. And I was still right. working on the – I was aware of these, these things that were mm-hmm. still there. That's good. That's a that's a yeah. start, right? Um, oh yeah. But yeah. those other modalities weren't doing it, and so I came across Viola right. work, and it it did quite a bit of <clears throat> quite a bit of work. Um, uh-huh. I, I'm not perfect by any means, but I'm uh-huh. I'm a huge fan of <clears throat> hitting things from different angles. Yeah. Because there's no one answer, um, and mm. it's kind of like, well, let's try this. Oh, it didn't work. Oh, let's try this. It didn't work. Oh, let's try this. Oh, that right. worked. Okay, right. cool. We have a winner. But that's not going to work right. every time <laughs> for everything that's else. Right. Right. You know? that's right. And, yeah. and, and what I learned, too, is that some of the things that didn't work, say, five years ago, mm-hmm. they may work now. Mm, I, I, wasn't, right. I wasn't ready. I wasn't, didn't have the capacity. Couldn't see it then. Yeah, absolutely. I couldn't experience it, open myself to it. Yeah, yeah exactly. Exactly. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I, I, it's, yeah, it's... It, the whole idea that plant medicine is the answer or therapy is the answer is just—it's ridiculous. And we're mm-hmm. just—I'm just repeating myself. Okay. Um, yeah. But yeah, so you would say I would point to that too, and you know, look at the teacher on. And this goes across the board, both professionally and also personally. Like particularly personally, and this is where I feel it's important. I share my personal life and I'm and, and try to be as as open and transparent as possible because I think it's important for people to see mm-hmm. all my gunk. Um mm-hmm. and am I working on it? And I I I am so lucky to have people like yourself um and mm-hmm. and Paul and Michael and uh, Krista and these other people who will call me on my stuff. 
Um, sometimes they take a little bit longer than I would like because I actually like being called on my bullshit. <laughs> it's, I, it's a weird fetish that I have. It's like yeah. I like to be I like to be told, Zach, you're kind of fucking Zach, up. Because okay. <laughs> then it's right. a weird enjoyment that I have of finding mm. that shadow stuff and going, oh, you're right, I made oh, a mistake. Yeah. And then there's such a wonderful oh, yeah. opening when I go, oh my God, I made a mistake. And yeah. yes, I own it. There it is. Yeah. yeah. It's so counterintuitive. Most oh, yeah. It, uh-huh. the the natural reaction would be let's hide let's hide yes, let's hide, hide. Let's hide. Uh, but it's so freeing yeah. to just go no yeah yeah you screwed up uh-huh. you're right yeah. <laughs> and yeah and yeah. i'll do my best going forward yeah um, it looks like that that difference between a growth oriented a growth a growth orientation and a safety orientation a lot of mm. folks are safety oriented but what they're doing is they're keeping themselves stuck Mm. They, they want it. They they're they're not open, or they haven't been back again to what is the teacher doing? <clears throat> they're opening and and gaining confidence and trust and sense of safety when they that within that relationship have not been facilitated. So they've mm-hmm. been shut down. So now they're even more and more uh, withdrawn from the the challenges of the deep healing that's that's possible mm. for them. I don't think we've talked. Did we talk much at all in our conversation so far today about the 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 videos you put out a little while ago. Do we don't talk about that at all? Yeah, I alluded to it early on. And um, Mm -hmm. yeah, I mean, so that's an error that I feel like I made uh, recently. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just just doing this to feel good, actually, to bring this out to the surface to to show how I've made a mistake and tell everybody about it. And all <laughs> feeding that that addiction I have of doing that process. Anyway, so yeah, so this this last video, uh, someone, well, one you you reached out and wanted to do a podcast to kind of take things on a, a, I think yeah. a broader level, less mm-hmm. personal. And yes, mm-hmm. I had gotten. Um, I think a lot of people felt I got a little too personal in uh, those videos, okay. Okay. and that person. Person that uh, personality, that personal <laughs> that, that level of personalness, yeah, was not just me. It was me putting it out or projecting it out, projecting and that was out. and that was out of uh, that was not appropriate and possibly out of integrity. But again, the the definition of integrity is now very <laughs> it's moving target now um yeah so i just yeah i i feel like i made a mistake in those last videos and i wanted to to bring uh-huh. that forth and own it and i yeah i i don't know what else to do uh, sure. one of the first lessons i got in the um shamanic world was i made a big mistake and and my teacher came to me and he said zach you're gonna you're going to make mistakes in this business, this shamanic business. Yeah. And it's not the mistake that's the problem or the issue. It's mm-hmm. what do you do next? Right. And so I really took that to heart. And case in point, it's like, oh, yeah, own it. It was a mistake. Can I, can I make it better? Well, I'm trying to do that now through this video. Um, yeah. And if, if nothing else, at least it's, there's ownership and recognition of the error. So. Um, sure. Yeah, that's right. That's great. Yeah. Unless you have something else I should do too, and I'll do that. Yeah. 
Well, standing on standing on our head is uh-huh. grossly underappreciated. Appreciated. Okay. <laughs> so for you, it's standing on the head. If if you're a Catholic priest, it would be uh, how many Hail Marys that would I have to do? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. That's right. Yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah. It's all good. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. That's great. I, I appreciate the opportunity to have this chat with you. So it's good. Yeah, and I appreciate it too. It's it is. I much prefer having conversations with people rather than just talking to the camera. Oh, yeah. uh, it's just challenging finding people who want to who want to sit down and are willing to talk with me. Nobody wants to talk to me. <laughs> cool. I, we we didn't get much into money, but I think the power and the sex kind of. Uh-huh. cover it right money is kind of a extension of that is that fair i think so i mean i yeah. think it, I, I think it, i don't i don't know what else money would be i mean once you get past the you know comfortable lifestyle whatever like i don't the numbers back in the old days used to be something like you know if you're making uh sixty thousand dollars a year and you make you can take that to 70 it doesn't make much difference difference yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> so everything above that's just it's just you know play play money basically one yeah. way or the other and then, then so, it does get into power. Then it's just all about yeah. like, what well, look how powerful I am. So, okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. So we don't really need to. Uh, okay, cool. I think we just, I just banged out two, two videos in one. We talked about the sex, money, and power all together. I don't have to do yet another video. So you, you're saving me some uh, work. I appreciate it. Oh, that's good. Yeah, that's right. I, I, I could, I could see you needed to be rescued. So I came yeah. in. <laughs> Oh, appreciate it. Appreciate it. Right. Well, cool. Um, I think I think this is a good spot. Okay. Thank you so much. Oh yeah, Doctor John. Thank you. And um, I'm sure we'll we'll talk more on on future podcasts about different subjects if you're willing. I look forward to it. Yeah. So your website is was it be is it still bemindful.org? That's the easiest one. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Be mindful.org. I just have one website that goes okay. either be mindful.org, John Shealy, PhD.com. They both go to the same place. All right. And then uh, Dr. John, he, he specializes in preparation integration for psychedelic experiences. And then mm-hmm. he, he's also helped me with just life stuff. He's a great guy to talk mm-hmm. to. Um, Appreciate that. Yeah. I, I highly recommend him as a therapist. Coach, I should say. Coach if you're outside of Kentucky. Therapist if you're in Kentucky. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> so, yeah, that's, right. I, just, I ask people to move to Kentucky. It's not a bad place to live. You're in Tennessee, buddy. So right. for, for the moment. I'm not going to oh. be here forever by any means. Okay, yeah, All, right. Yeah. all right. Well, thank you very much. All and, right. Uh, Stay well. All right, everyone. Thank you for watching. And uh, we'll talk to you soon. Alright. <laughs> Montaigne, <laughs> 
Limpia, limpia, cuerpo y cito, limpia, limpia, jungo y nito, limpia, limpia, santidito, limpia, limpia, jungo y Poderoso medicina, poderoso y carne, poderoso medicina, poderoso y carne. Bola ninge, bola monge, todo malo pensamiento, todo, todo cruzamiento, arironda, ronda, reina, arironda, ronda, reina, arironda, ronda, Cure, cure, cuerpo y cito, pura, pura medicina, cuida, ringue, cuida, monge, ninguna aflicción. Alarimo, alarimo, pura, pura medicina, alarimo, alarimo, pura, pura medicina, arironda, ronda, reina, arironda, ronda. Abercito yucantana, somos sinti medicina. Abercito yucantana, somos sinti medicina. Legítimo doctorcito, poderoso wicana. Legítimo doctorcito, poderoso wicana. Alarimo, alarimo, Lucito en el arimo, al arimo, pura, pura medicina. Arironda, ronda, arironda, ronda. Cuerpo y cito, una y ares, ninguna aflicción. Arigo, arigo y caro en el mesa y cita, una y ares. Arironda, ronda, arironda, ronda. Cielo, cielo, ayahuasca, alta y monta y tronco y cito.